It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to Week 9 in the Fantasy Points Podcast. Uh, my name's Joe Dolan. His name is Edwin Porras, and he is a doctor of physical therapy, which means he knows all about injuries. Um, unfortunately, Edwin, this week we have a huge one. Um, we've had some big injuries this year, and but it's more like, when is this guy coming back, uh, as opposed to, is this guy coming back? And... This week, we've got a big one here at the Fantasy Points Podcast. Um, we'll talk waiver wire with Tom Brawley after this. Edwin, let's just get right into it. It's early in the morning. Um, we woke up to the piece of news yesterday morning that Derrick Henry has suffered a broken foot. It is Tuesday, November 2nd. Uh, we're before 9 a.m. on the East Coast here, and it, there is a very good possibility Derrick Henry is currently under the knife for his foot injury. Um, just really bad news. Uh, first and foremost, how are you? And then we'll get into, then we'll get into the injury itself. Well, I'm doing well, Joe. I appreciate you asking. You're my hero this morning. Uh, and, and for the rest of the season, you're getting up a lot earlier than you're accustomed to. You're bringing the energy, you're bringing the fight. And I, I can appreciate that. You, you got the dog and you, you're, you're the first one in the gym, last one out. You're the motor of the team. You're the engine of the team. We really appreciate you, Joe. So I wanted to get that one out of the way. Now, yes. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, guys. Edwin keeps asking me to get up earlier and earlier <laughs> every week because he has actual patience to see. And I feel like such a piece of shit because he's like, can we record at 845? And I'm like, Ugh! and he's on the West Coast. So you're in. Are you in L.A.? I am in Sacramento. Sacramento. Oh, are you, do you go? Do you go to any Kings games? I haven't yet. We've only been here a year, a little a little year plus or so. Um, mm. And so I haven't been able to, to catch any games, but I definitely want to. And I want to go down to L.A. for. Well, for, I really hope you'll here. have a you'll have a future former Sixer Ben Simmons uh, oh, in, in a Kings uniform. There. They're sending uh, him here to die. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, he if he wants to get traded. I mean, have fun with that. Anyway, Derrick Henry, um, foot injury. Ian Rappaport um, yesterday said, without the exact knowledge of what the injury is, Adam Schefter said they fear it's a Jones fracture. That. Uh, that, uh, gives me the willy nilly just because I'm a Sixers fan and I know what a Jones factory is. I think both Simmons and Joel Embiid had one. Um, but Ian Rappaport put the time lot time frame at six to 10 weeks based on what, you know, we don't even know. Apparently the Titans don't even know when this injury happens. So you can't even look at it. Um, based on what you know about foot injuries from a fantasy football perspective, what is the probability that fantasy players will have Derrick Henry for their fantasy football playoffs? Let's presume the playoffs for fantasy start week 15, which is uh, which is basically seven weeks from when he su- suffered the injury. It's hard to put probabilities on these things simply because we don't know the specifics like you were saying. Um, but a Jones fracture to back up is the... It, it, it's a fracture of the portion of the of the bone on the outside of the foot that leads to the little toe. The reason that area is so difficult to project is because it has really poor blood flow. There's there's compared to other parts of the body, it has very poor blood flow. And so it heals slowly. Now, there's actually some data to show 
And again, we don't, like you were saying, we don't know the exact number or the exact uh, type of fracture or because there are three different zones you can actually fracture the uh, the Jones area in. And they're all very different and they lead to different types of, of outcomes. What I can tell you is that from a, a big picture perspective, there's good data to show. In fact, there's about a 20% refracture rate if patients come back prior to 10 weeks after surgery. There's also a 53% production dip, presumably due to the fact that they re-injure. If players come back after the 10-week mark, there's only a 10% refracture rate and their production doesn't dip at all. To be 100% honest with you, I don't know where the 6 to 10 came from when Rappaport's reporting that. Typically, there are timelines that you get and you say, oh, yeah, that makes sense because here's this data. Here's my clinical experience. This adds up with some return to play, even protocols, blah, blah, blah. This one, to me, I've never seen a, a Jones fracture in six weeks, come back from six weeks. It doesn't mean it's not possible. But it seems as though it would be the suboptimal decision to bring back you know, a 6'3", 6'4", 250-pound beast uh, onto that that foot before the 10-week mark. Now, this is the classic, what will they do versus what should they do? Like, if you, I think of like Antonio Gibson when you consider that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Saquon Barkley on, with his ankle sprain. You know, what will they do versus what, what can they do versus what should they do? So can the Titans bring Derrick Henry back in seven weeks? I mean, yeah, they they can. Would it be a, an optimal decision? I personally don't believe so. I do think that this is going to stretch out to at least nine weeks because all the data shows that they need at least nine weeks for a union. Um, and the refracture rate is just the risk is so high. Um, I just don't see it being the best possible decision. But if the Titans choose to do that, I mean, yeah, he could technically be back by week 15. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, let's, let's just, I'm just trying to examine this from a fantasy perspective, obviously, and I'm not recommending to the Titans that they do something before our fantasy teams. Um, but just trying to analyze this from what they are likely to do. And when they essentially have from a football perspective, a four game lead, effectively a four game lead in their division after they beat, they, they have their three games up on the Colts, but have beaten them twice. So the Colts can't win the division unless they are a game better than the Titans. I don't think I'm breaking any news to you, Edwin, when I say the Jaguars and the Texans are not competing for this division title. <laughs> I don't you uh, think I, so. No, I don't think so. So not it's your the bed Col- favorite, huh? Okay. It's the Colts are bust from my perspective. You would think, even if the Titans, like, let's just put it this way. If the Titans go four and five the rest of the season, which is obviously sub 500 ball, the Colts have to go eight and one to win the division. That's not happening. Uh, And so uh, unless the Titans just totally shit it up here over the next like four or five weeks without Henry, I think they'll probably take the approach of, We'll bring Derrick Henry back for the playoffs because we're going to make the playoffs. That is just my perspective. If the timeline aligns with what you're thinking. And again, as you said, you don't know the specifics. Right, exactly. I I do think that that does make a lot of sense to me from that perspective. Uh, And he should be able to be back for the playoffs, correct? Two, three, four. I'm looking at the calendar. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Theoretically, if they wait until that nine, ten mark, 
that would be the 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 first or second week of January. Yes. Um, and I don't know specifically when, because yeah, we're we're well, a week out, so that would be roughly nine. Time. So the wild card. Let's just say if the wild card round had a week number, it would be week nineteen. Okay. And we're in week nine right now. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that he's back by that by that first round. Um, that Derek Henry's back by the first round again. Not to say that is a guarantee, because if you think about Debo Samuel, he you know uh, had a Jones fracture that happened in the middle of June, and he wasn't back until week eight of the NFL season in 2020. Yeah, that's because he was trying to come back too quickly. the The union, what they call the union of the bone, hadn't happened yet, and he was probably feeling some symptoms. So, like, there are so many things to say uh, that, that can prevent him from coming back. And then another factor that matters too is his size that I mentioned to you before. That is something that you have to consider. He's pounding, grounding, and, and just, and just putting a lot of force, physical force through that joint, given his, his natural size and power. And like that matters like that, that's going to, it's going to take some time for that bone density to, 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 to get back underneath him and, and for him to have the, the confidence in the foot itself too. So, like, even though we're saying, yeah, 10 weeks, that's the magic number. It doesn't necessarily mean that his body is going to line up. Because, like, I know you asked me in the Slack, like, could a freak like Derrick Henry come back at six weeks? This actually might be a little tougher for a dude as big as Henry mm. to get back. Um, or at least they have to be a little bit more careful because there is so much force going through that big foot. Um, it's it's going to be something that I, I, we're going to learn a lot about the Tennessee athletic training and medical staff through this injury. And I, it's, I'm going to find it interesting. And, and most fantasy managers are going to want to pull their hair out. If you're like in dire straits, like if you're one of those, one of those teams that's like on the bubble and we're still talking week 14, week 15, and you just need a win and you need to clear a roster spot. I, I, I would, and you have no other place to go. You could probably drop Henry at that point, but for now you hold on to him as long as possible, yeah. as long, uh, you know, it, holding on to the hope that maybe he does come back before the end of the fantasy playoffs. So uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm a 76ers fan um, and Joel Embiid missed virtually an entire season with this thing. Um, as a matter of fact, he might've missed two. He had so many injuries at the beginning of his career. I forget which one cost him one season, two seasons, but he was out for a long time with the Jones fracture. Obviously Joel Embiid's a big man. He's seven, one, you know, 260, 70 pounds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is basketball harder to play on a Jones fracture just by the nature of, you know, you're jumping, you're playing on hardwood. Is it actually easier to play on a recovering Jones fracture in football than it is basketball? Oh man, that's such a tough question to answer. I would say it's probably harder to recover because of the demands, because there are so many more jumping demands and landing demands and Mm -hmm. cutting and planting demands. Um, but they're just different, sort of apples and oranges, which, by the way, Joe, I don't like that comparison. Why can't you compare fruit? You know what I mean? Why can't you compare an apple and an orange or a kiwi and a lime? Yeah. Anyway, I like apples more than oranges. No, I don't. So uh, so, it, it, yeah, it's it's tough for it's tough for a big guy to come back. It's tough when you're jumping, cutting, running and planning. But I mean, that's the exact thing that Derrick Henry does just in a different context. So, I mean, yeah, basically, you're painting the picture of like this could be this could go long. This could yeah. be truly season ending for Derrick Henry. And I think that's something that I'd be remiss to mention. So um, so let's sum it up. For fantasy, I would be pretty pessimistic. If I were a Titans fan, I would be guardedly optimistic that Derrick Henry could be back and potentially be effective in the playoffs, though that's no guarantee. Correct. Okay. 
All right. Well, there you have it from uh, Dr. Edwin Boris. We'll That's why you're the best in the business, Joe. That's why you're my hero waking up early this morning. You can Well, uh, you somewhere. know, I just wanted to throw that out here because we are a fantasy podcast, but I mean, I think we should probably push this podcast to say, hey, Titans fans, you know, like what 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 could happen here? Um, you know, the, I mean, because we we take real life instances and we filter them through the lens of fantasy but you know oftentimes those two things line up and we had to you know talk about the titans potential timeline you know they're, they're probably in a situation where they don't have to rush derrick henry uh we'll get to more injuries edwin but first i want to tell you about monkey knife fight it's the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet and it's a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props one of the things we really love about MKF is that you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire, like other sites. The third biggest operator in DFS offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, and it constantly adds new sports to the mix to help keep things fresh for their more than 200,000 users. Case in point, college football is coming fall of 2021. Matter of fact, it's here. And we've heard rumblings of bowling, tennis, and even fishing. You pick a sport, select your game matchup, pick your fantasy contest. You know, there's more or less rapid fire stat shootout. And then you choose your buy-in. And new users can use code FANTASYPTS, that's FANTASYPTS, to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. And new users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. So let me lay that out for you. You deposit $100 using the code FANTASYPTS. You get 100% on that $100. That makes $200. And new users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. That makes $205 for $100. I don't know I don't know about you, Edwin, but uh, if uh, you got $205 for every $100 you made, that would be a good deal. Head I'd say that's mon- positive EV, as the children say. Yes, that's right. Head to monkeyknifefight.com and download the app on the App Store or Google Play Store, and you can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points homepage. There's no injuries that we have that are that are anywhere nearly as impactful as Derrick Henry, but there are a couple guys we have to talk about. Um, let's start with Kyler Murray, who's uh, going through uh, the slings and arrows of a football season. Nothing seems overly serious, but he is dinged up, and this is a player who, in the past, has struggled to put up his typical numbers when he was playing hurt. Yes, so Kyler Murray dealing with a medial ankle sprain, according to Jay Glazer. This is sort of a complicated matter because it's one of those, is he injured versus is he hurt? What will the Cardinals do versus what should they do? Considering he's had the 10 days to recover until their next game, there's a decent shot that he suits up. But even Cliff Kingsbury was saying that uh, Colt McCoy, I believe, is the backup, is going to be ready to go. The fight in Colt McCoy's, John, how much money you have down on the over-under for the seasonal yards on on Colt McCoy. Um, So (laughs) it's one of those situations where you're going to have to monitor his practice reports. The the injury reminded me a little bit of like a 2019 Matt Ryan. Um, I think Matt Ryan actually ended up missing a game for that, if I'm not mistaken. Moral of the story, I don't necessarily anticipate this being longer than a one-game absence if he misses time at all. Um, but it is going to be just sort of like you mentioned, one of those things that if you're in cash games, for example, are you going to start Kyler Murray if he was limited all practice? 
Ah, that's not. tough. That's tough. Especially um, given his salary. Exactly. But if you're in, if you're in, you know, a regular season long league and you do see that Kyler Murray's active, if you don't have other streamers, like I'm in, the, I, t- I text you about my, my unsharp league I'm in where everybody rosters two quarterbacks and two tight ends and two defenses. And it drives me freaking nuts. Like if you're that kind of league, you might want to make alternative plans for now, just to, just to ensure that you have a quarterback on, on Sunday. Um, Cause it's not necessarily a lock that he's there and it's not necessarily a lock that he'll have a ceiling game yet. Uh, James Robinson, uh, this was one, uh, speaking of player props, uh, uh, this one was DOA in week one because James Robinson ran for like 22 yards on the opening drive and then left with a, I guess they call it a foot injury. I think at the time they called it an ankle injury. Now I think, Edwin, they're calling it a heel injury. Whatever the case, it's not serious and there's a chance he plays this week. Yeah, so it sounds like he just bruised his heel. Um, uh, According to Adam Schefter, all the tests came back negative. That means there's probably no structural damage, and it's just they're going to put a couple of soft heel cups in in his shoe. He's probably going to play through it, um, and he's probably going to be okay. I don't necessarily think this is going to be something long term. Now there is a chance that it's like a true contusion, and they sit him out for a week. So that's something to keep an eye on. I think that's less likely. I think the more likely scenario is that he's active with a couple heel cups uh, in his shoe. How do you feel about heel cups, Joe? Well, um, uh, which which school did uh, Doctor Scholl go to? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like literally, they're just going to run down to the Walgreens and pick up a <laughs> pick up a couple of those to the, and... to the to business school, Harvard Business yeah. Schools. Is, yeah, is, is Dr. Scholl. That's where he went. She went. Yeah. Uh, so you pick up a run. They're going to run down to Walgreens and get James Robinson suited up for Sunday. All right, that's good to know. Uh, the the Giants. Um, both of their re- receivers came into last night. I mean, coming off injuries, Sterling Shepard coming off a hamstring, Kadarius Tony coming off an ankle. They both got hurt last night with different injuries. Uh, what did you see from Shepard and Kadarius Tony last night? So let's start with Kadarius Tony, who came back, um, and ultimately it kind of seemed like he was on a snap count. Kind of seemed like they were they were being careful with him, uh, and then he goes to the locker room with a thumb injury. Presumably, they checked him out for a fracture. Didn't find anything. I didn't see the specific injury, but more more than likely is like what happened with Lavishka Chanel last year, where he sort of plants his his, his hand in the ground and hyperextends his thumb. Um, sounds like he might have dodged a bullet on that one, so that's great to hear. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a, a big deal. Then you look at Sterling Shepard, man. You feel bad for the guy. You feel bad for guys like Sterling that. Shepard. You feel bad for guys like Julio Jones, um, even Christian McCaffrey trying to come back from that hamstring injury. And their workloads just get altered, man. Like they're just they're training and rehabbing and training and rehabbing and swapping back and forth between the two, and their body can't figure out what the hell they're trying to do. Um, and then the, these things these things happen. So um, when we're thinking about quad injury, you're thinking more so like a T.Y. Hilton type situation. I think at bare minimum, uh, oftentimes you see these things and you're like, oh, it doesn't look that bad, and then it ends up being worse. So there's a chance here with Sterling Shepard that the Giants just say, all right, guy, let's 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 bring you down. Take three weeks. Let's put you on the IR, whatever. Well, maybe knowing the Giants, they might not even do that. But this could end up being a multi-week absence for for Sterling Shepard just so that he can get right. Uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski, he came back from the rib injury. And to be completely frank, I thought it was kind of weird timing. They're going on by, and they held Antonio Brown out. Gronk then leaves that game with back spasms. Um, 
first and foremost, what kind of decision did Bruce Arians make here? And number two, when it comes to Gronk, could back spasms be related to the fact that he had a rib and lung injury? Yeah, the, the football injuries rarely make you cringe because you're just kind of desensitized to the terminology. Oh, that guy blew his knee out. He's fine, you know? Like, but when you hear internal organ injuries, that one always gives me the willies. Um, but could Gronk's back spasms be related to that in any way whatsoever? You know, it it could be indirectly. Um with back spasms, a lot of times is is well, not a lot of times. There's there are examples of back spasms where because there's some instability, like true instability along somewhere in the back, like a fracture, the muscles are trying to be hyper guarded to protect and stabilize the area. So that could be actually what's happening. And Rob Gronkowski has also had a few. Um, I don't want to say a few. I think it's one or two back surgeries. Um, the same thing applies when you have back surgeries. You're going to to potentially, you know have the that area in that region a little bit more fired up than usual you have a history of surgery and somebody cutting into you there so that could be be caught leading into it and, he, and he's also not a spring chicken right he's 32 years old um he probably did come back too soon and yeah it's kind of a head scratcher kind of makes you wonder what what the what the tampa bay bucks were, were thinking with him maybe he felt good um but all these things f- fall into the same bucket right it's hard to compartmentalize them once you have this massive accumulate i mean Rob Gronkowski's injury history is like super long. Like I, I couldn't even think of, of, of a, of a witty way to compare it. It's, it's an extensive list, ACLs, lumbar discs, fractured, like a fractured forearm. I think at one point um, the dude's got a long list and just adding to it is that punctured lung, like you were saying, along with the fractured ribs, his body's just probably trying to stabilize it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do now. I would, I would be, I would be surprised if they if they bring him back after the buy now, just because they're probably going to be extra cautious. But we'll see what happens. That's it's not not great, not great with these with the tight end landscape. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's been kind of a league winning type of guy here for the 49ers. If you spent your fab budget on him, the problem is he's got to be out there for it for him to, to win leagues. And, you know, he had the shoulder injury earlier. Now, apparently he's going to be limited in practice this week with a rib injury. Yeah, so this didn't seem to be a big deal on Shan- on the on the old Shanahan uh, radar. He just said he's going to be limited all week. Uh, it, this seems like it's going to be a Damien Harris type situation where he does end up playing. He'll probably put on a flak jacket. I, I just wanted to mention it because it is something to, to keep in mind because there is a report out there that Jeff Jeff Wilson, if you remember old Jeff Wilson, Joe, he's going to practice this week. It's not uh, a guarantee yeah, that won, he's going to uh... come back. I won a super deep best ball league last year because of a uh, high stakes best ball league because of Jeff Wilson. So I, oh, I remember him fondly. The fighting Jeff Wilson's they're, they're back. They're, they're here to steal all your goal line work and your girl. So everybody watch out for, for Jeff Wilson. He could be back as soon as, as week nine, I would push that more. So I've been saying, I think week, what do I have written down here? I, ha- I have it here. I think the fighting Jeff Wilson's won't be back until like week 10 or so. Um, but I mean, week nine's possible week 10 or 11, more likely. Um, uh, let's talk just really quickly. I mean, I know this is a fantasy podcast, but I don't want to lessen the impact of Jameis Winston's injury. He's obviously out for the season, but you saw this, this awkward landing and you were like, Ooh, high ankle MCL turns out it's like all of that, which obviously is bad news for Jameis Winston. Yeah, man. So I went back and watched it in slow motion too. Um, I, I should have paid more attention in the, in the beginning to be 100% honest. But once you saw him dancing in the locker room, that made me go back and watch the video. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's even worse than I initially you know, paid attention to. Um, and then moments later, quite literally moments later, I saw Jane Slater's tweet of I'm told it's ACL. It's like, oh, crap. 
And that's exactly what it ended up being. So uh, you're looking at at least until July when Jameis Winston will be fully cleared. And you have to wonder, Joe, and this is this is the exact conversation we had back before week one in terms of Michael Thomas. There's turmoil. with There's been turmoil between the Saints organization and Michael Thomas. He didn't, you know, he had the whole saga of this injury. Did he have surgery? Did he not? Then he finally ha- did have surgery in June. You know, this has to this has to genuinely pose or raise the question. What is Michael Thomas thinking? What is Michael Thomas thinking if they go out there with Trevor Simeon? Is Michael Thomas saying, all right, I'm just going to take the bag. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to rehab the rest of the year. And I'm just going to say, screw it. Or is Michael Thomas saying, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play as soon as possible? Because the the timelines for Michael Thomas, the clock is ticking. Um, he's either going to be back this week or in week 10, uh, if we're going based off the timelines from the from the research and the data that we have based on on him, uh, based on his entire situation. So this is going to be an interesting situation to to watch with with Michael Thomas and the Saints. Yeah, and obviously, keep in mind the trade deadline is today, so uh, we'll be we'll be uh, maybe analyzing some trades from from later today. Edwin, just really quick um, before we let you go, treat your patients. Um, some return to play guys uh, who could be back here in the next week or two. Yes, Christian McCaffrey and Matt Rule are driving you absolutely insane. I think Week Ten has been more likely for McCaffrey all along. Uh, don't forget, Devonta Adams is coming back. Darren Waller presumably will be back because he was a game time decision before Week Eight, uh, or I'm sorry, before Week. Uh, before yeah it was before week eight and then no week seven Jeez, my timelines are all messed up joe um obviously you can't trust the giants at this point but i was thinking week eight nine for saquon barkley now they might just wait till after the bye same thing with kenny galladay um dawson knox is day to day i think he he could be back either week week nine or ten let's see and i'll just read them off now uh miles sanders is gonna be oh i need to update that one um but yeah okay so jeff wilson week 10 to 12 they are saying Antonio Brown will be back after the bye. Chris Carson, this could be a situation where he's just done, done. And I really hope that's not the case. I hope I'm I'm totally wrong on that, but that's that's in the cards. Tyra Taylor potentially this week. George Kittle, unless Shanahan's lying to us, should be back this week. David Montgomery uh, is eligible to be back in week nine. Uh, I don't think the Bears have a bye. Um, but yeah, that's basically the list of, of, of guys. He is Dr. Edwin Porras. At FB Injury Doc on Twitter, he is a doctor of physical therapy, and he's going to go have some PT. I mean, my mom just got her knee replaced. I'm sure that, that those are the kind of patients that uh, that you deal with, Edwin. And uh, it's good to good to have you here. Good to uh, have you with the insights if uh, for Titan fans. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. We did give you some reason to be a little bit optimistic about your team, maybe not your fantasy teams, but your team. Edwin, at FB Injury Doc on Twitter. Hey, we dropped the price of fantasy points this week. Why? Why did we drop the price? Well, we're halfway through the season. 21 Porous 10 gets you 10% off on an already discounted price. Edwin, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. You're my hero, Joe. I appreciate you coming on this early. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, take a nap, and then I'm going to cook. Uh, I'm going to put a pot of chili on today, so uh, don't worry about that. Uh, I'll, I'll be fine today. Thank you to Edwin. We're going to talk Tom Brawley, and we're going to talk about what you might do for your fantasy team if you had Derrick Henry. But first, Ben Kukanis and a word from our sponsors. Thank you very much, Mr. Kukanis, and welcome Tom Brawley to the podcast. Of course, thank you to Edwin Porras as well for his uh, wonderful injury insights, and welcome to new listeners of the podcast. I know Titan fans might be interested in this, but now we're going to try to help your fantasy teams navigate the waters of the Derrick Henry injury, and that's Tom Brawley. He's here. He's at Tom Brawley on Twitter. 21 Brawley 10 gets you 10% off of the newly discounted price at fantasypoints.com. 
Good to have you here, Tom. Uh, obviously, you were working your your uh, balls off on the uh, waiver wire article this week. Um, uh, overall, I think like I feel like this year's almost been a little light, but uh, we we had a bomb dropped on us then in week number nine. Yeah, Derrick Henry going down. The, the The good news is that there's actually some options out there. Uh, you, know, you know, we'll get into the Tennessee backfield, but. Uh, you know, the, the the Philadelphia situation with their backfield rotation. Uh, James Robinson left early. And, you know, it sounds like he's going to be all right. But, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde could be play in play for maybe a week or two here. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram uh, getting traded to a much better situation. You know, the Antonio Gibson situation is still lingering here for uh, anybody that's looking more down the road. So, yeah, this, this – Running backs, uh, it's a bit of a landmine right now, but uh, hopefully we'll help you guide you through it here. It it isn't the easiest situation right now. Yeah, so let's talk about the Titan backfield. Now, um, obviously Jeremy McNichols has been a guy who's who's gotten work in the passing game, but that's really been about it for the Titans. We knew when Derrick Henry went down, um, if you just listened to Edwin, there is a chance he's back this regular season. The postseason's more likely. Um, uh, they, they, unless they wanted to totally change their offense, they needed to get a back who could do a reasonable facsimile of Derrick Henry. And there's no Tom. There's nobody in football right now who is Derrick Henry. So let, let's not let's not just let, let's not say that Adrian Peterson's going to come in here and he's going to look like Derrick Henry. But they can run the plays they run with Henry with Adrian Peterson. Does that mean Peterson could be 50% of Derrick Henry for fantasy? Does that mean he could be 40% of Derrick Henry for fantasy? I mean, Henry is so dominant for fantasy that even 40% of Derrick Henry for fantasy is a usable player. And Adrian Peterson, that is in, in my opinion, in his range of outcomes he is going to be the top target on the waiver wire this week. And, you know, maybe you're skeptical. He's 36 years old, uh, and, and that's fine. It's fine to be skeptical. You know, the Titans are just hoping he kind of holds them over. He's like a snack before dinner. Like, you know, he's just like, I, I need to hold my – it's going to be a late dinner. I need to hold myself over so my stomach's not grumbling for five hours. Like, that's what Peterson is. But, Tom, I think there is a chance here that he's 40 50% of Henry – and while that might not be enough to win you a championship, it can keep you afloat here while you figure some other things out. I think it's justifiable that Adrian Peterson is a is a is a fantasy option. Yeah, I mean we've you know we've wanted to write him off in the past here. You know he is thirty six years old, but I mean you know he was pretty serviceable at points last year for the Lions, uh, even with Washington back in two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen. Uh, you know he kind of settled in there and. You know, played relatively well, averaged more than four yards a carry in those uh, two seasons here. He was right around four yards a carry last year with the Lions. So, uh, you know, and he showed, you know, uh, in that, like, this last three years when he's in his mid-30s that, you know, he can handle these 15, 16 carry games. Uh, You know, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be the Derrick Henry, you know, where he's, you know, getting 25 to 30 carries a game. I, I I'm not expecting that, you know, you're, you're being a little bit unrealistic if you think that, but uh, you're right, Joe, this is, he's kind of like the original Derrick Henry, you know, he was like, you know, he, he came before Derrick Henry and now he's, uh, you know, uh, the 36 year old here stepping in, trying to, trying to do his best to, you know, step into his shoes here and keep the offense moving. Uh, But I, I think 
there's going to be some opportunities here for McNichols. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see Peterson just absolutely dominate the, the, the carries here. He's, you know, I, I kind of see him, you know, he'll probably settle into, you know, the 15 carry range, maybe gets up uh, on the higher end of the 20 carry range uh, per game, which is, you know, obviously great. You know, we're always looking for opportunities in backfields here. Uh, he's going to have, you know, what, what we have 10 or 11 games left uh, for the Titans. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he settles into the five to seven touchdown range here uh, for the remainder of the season. If he gets that lead runner role, as we expect, uh, might not be right away. Uh, you know, he has been uh, away from the game here. Uh, I'm sure he's been you know, probably hard at work and training and waiting for an opportunity here. Uh, you know, so, you know, it might not take too long for him to get up to speed, but uh, you know, th- this is a, a, t- a bit of a tough spot here, jumping right into to play the Los Angeles Rams this week. So I think McNichols, you know, he's going to settle in as that passing back. Uh, he's kind of played that role already this season. I think he should see a bit of an increase uh, in, in carries as well. Uh, you know, maybe he starts to get, you know, six to eight carries per game. And, um, you know, they could skew a little bit more pass heavy here as well. So maybe he can uh, start catching three balls a game. So, you know, he's a, a he's going to be a low-end uh, flex type of option there. You know, we'll, we'll see how, you know, maybe Peterson doesn't have it. So he's a good fallback plan if you can't get Adrian, P- Adrian Peterson this week. Uh, you know, uh, McDickles is... Uh, certainly viable here. And a guy to keep, you know, if you're in like 16 team leagues, uh, Makai Sargent was, he, he flashed a bit during the preseason. I think they kind of like him. He's a, a bit of a bigger back. He went to Iowa, uh, you know, hasn't really gotten many opportunities to play much in his NFL career. But, uh, you know, we saw, uh, you know, last night for the Chiefs, uh, once we get, uh, you know, down in the depth chart a little bit, Teams are willing to, you know, maybe experiment a little bit more. With a little bit more, and uh, we saw Gore playing. Uh, Derek Gore, I think it is that, uh, you know, playing for the Chiefs last night and taking some reps away from Daryl Williams. So, uh, you know, if you're in a really deep league, maybe yeah, a, Tom, maybe I- give a Mikai Sargent a little bit of a look. Yeah. So, um, I I wanted to go back and circle back to your McNichols point because I think in most leagues Peterson's going to be the fab guy. And yes. there is a legitimate shot McNichols outscores him for the rest of the year. Like, I mean, you know, and, and it could even be in the, in the, not, not to open wounds, but it could even be in the Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick day. Yep. Like, you know, maybe one of the guy gets the carries, but the receptions are the, are maybe the screen game becomes a bigger part of their offense. So I'm thinking there is a legitimate shot McNichols outscores Peterson, and there's a legitimate shot McNichols goes for a fraction of the fab budget that Peterson goes for. Yeah, yeah, that's and I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm definitely putting more money on uh, Peterson this week. You know, he's the bigger bid here, but I'm also putting a secondary bid on McNichols here. Uh, you know, we 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 can you know prognosticate, we can you know forecast all we want here, what we think is going to happen. But you know, you know, McNichols has been the guy in the offense here. You know, there's at least a chance that he's. Uh, you know, maybe it's more of a 50-50 split than, uh, than, we're, than we're thinking here. And he's getting the passing game work. So, uh, you know, certainly give him a, a smaller bid if, you, if you're putting in a big bid for Adrian Peterson as well. Good luck navigating this Philadelphia backfield until <laughs> uh, until Miles Sanders comes back. Uh, obviously, Kenny Gainwell was the big pickup. I know there were some folks who put a couple of bucks in on Boston Scott. Turns out Boston Scott and Jordan Howard – Look like Earl Campbell and Thurman Thomas out there on on uh, 
Sunday against the Lions. Each guy scored two touchdowns. Gainwell was in for mop-up duty. Tom, now they're facing one of the worst run defenses in football, the L.A. Chargers, this week. And given how the Eagles just absolutely, frankly, kicked the Lions' asses up front, you would have to think that's going to continue uh, in Week 9 as they try to pull a, a mini-upset against the Chargers. Yeah, uh, this is going to be another, you know, probably another run-heavy game, you would think. Uh, we've been surprised at times from Nick Sirianni with uh, some of his game plans. Uh, certainly was a little bit stunned. I, you know, we put in our waiver wire, you know, we think that Boston Scott's going to be kind of the lead runner here, probably going to see the most carries with Kenneth Gainwell, you know, working as a passing back and probably getting, but he did not get any kind of, uh, you know, early down work. They they just, they slid it over to Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. They kind of kept him in that same role that he was kind of occupying as the passing back and just the, the flow of the game, you know, there was no flow for Detroit uh, in that contest. I mean, it was, it was a bloodbath pretty early in that game and, you know, they, there was just no need to pass the ball. So, uh, there was no need for Ken the Gainwell to, to really be on the field much in in that passing back role. So, uh, but it could be you know uh, you know I, I, there's going to be more back and forth in this game with the Chargers. Obviously, they have a, a an offense that can put up some points here, but uh, there's going to be opportunities to run the ball again this week. So, uh, pick up Boston Scott, maybe Jordan Howard if you're in a really deep league, and uh, cross your fingers that the uh, running back rotations kind of stay the same here. Who knows what Sirianni's going to do, but uh, you know, there should be opportunities for them to run the ball again this week. Yeah, um, so we're going to keep going with some running backs here, Tom. And I want to r- remind everybody, the waiver wire article at fantasypoints.com has like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, there's got to be, there's got to be like 70, uh, <laughs> 70 names in here. I mean, it's really um, a, a deep. We go into kickers and defenses as well. We're only going to talk about a fraction of that here. But today, I think the theme is running backs. And it's guys who might not, Tom, they might not, give you the upside of Derrick Henry. As a matter of fact, no, they almost certainly we know won't. that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we're in those weeks. There's buys. Everybody in your league is dealing with injuries. Eight to 10 points could be the difference between winning and losing. Like just, just getting a guy in there who can give you six, seven points. And that's why we're bringing up some of these names. Um, let's go to one with, with, and I think this one, maybe not so much immediate, but for the, for the future. There's got to be a shot the football team shuts Antonio Gibson down. I mean, he he's dealing with the shin injury. They're all he was already ceding all the passing down work to J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick is, I mean, he's rostered right now. We're not even talking about him. But Jarrett Patterson, the UDFA out of Buffalo, preseason superstar, was getting early down work. Actually, had more carries than Antonio Gibson in week nine, week eight. Antonio Gibson, Tom is not healthy. Jarrett Patterson is almost certainly available in your league. He's rostered in just 2% of Yahoo leagues. Um, That's somebody who maybe, just in case Antonio Gibson can't get it done anymore, maybe is getting 15 carries a game as the months get colder here. Yeah, I I have, you know, uh, Antonio Gibson in my 14-team league, and I've had Patterson rostered for like the last two or three weeks. And, um, you know, I think week eight was – it's it's not a great side for Gibson. I, I almost viewed that game as like almost like a mini audition for Jared Patterson. Let's see if this guy, because they've been hesitant to to really factor him in, factor him in much through the first seven weeks of the uh, the season. Here he had uh, just nine carries in, in the first seven games. So uh, I I almost felt like this it was like a mini audition. Let's see if this guy can handle it. 
Uh, and he played fairly well. 11 carries for 46 yards. Uh, saw 23%, uh, 23% of the snaps, which was a, a season high for him. So Washington's heading into their bye here this week. They got, you know, two weeks to evaluate, you know, what are they going to do with Gibson here? Uh, this team is going nowhere. You know, the Cowboys won again. You know, they're not winning the NFC East this year. They are, you know, a deep long shot. Maybe they can sneak into that last playoff spot uh, if they reel off, uh, you know, six wins, six or seven wins here to get to eight and nine or nine and eight. Uh, probably unrealistic at this point. So they're going to have to do some hard evaluations on what they want to do in, uh, with Antonio Gibson. I, I think he's a big part of their future here. Uh, I, I thought the Patterson stuff this last week was uh, an audition. So I, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they shut down Gibson over the over the break here. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I Now is the time to pick up Patterson. It, it's if, if you're a Gibson owner, there's, uh, you know, there's no turn. I, I mean, I don't even know how. I, I, I'm probably not going to be playing Gibson, um, you know, most weeks if I have a full roster and a full full options going forward here. Uh, as a Gibson owner, I almost at this point just want him to be shut down so I can use Patterson and feel like he's going to get that, you know, 12 to 15 carries per game and uh, maybe show some upside here. So uh, now is the time to go get Patterson if you are a Gibson owner. <laughs> I think we already talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, the best options here. Um, but some some deeper guys, just just one who might be useful in the immediate might be is Carlos Hyde. Yeah. but. Edwin doesn't seem to be too worried about James Robinson's heel injury. So Carlos Hyde maybe gets one start if you need a fill in this week. Tom, just deeper. I think we've really seen that if Elijah Mitchell is healthy, he is by far the 49ers bell cow back. Like, I mean, it's it, so maybe this becomes a moot point. But those of you who won some leagues last year oh, yeah. might have fond memories of Jeff Wilson. He's he's eligible to come back um, in week nine. Um, I don't know if he will, but he's eligible to. And I mean, Trey Sermon. If you, I mean, I, I mean, Jeff Wilson returning is probably just going to bury this guy in the in the earth's <laughs> mantle. I mean, because Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty, Jamichael Hasty is ahead of Trey Sermon. You wonder if Jeff Wilson will be ahead of Trey Sermon as well when uh, he returns. Yeah, now the, it just the big question is: Do they kind of stick with Mitchell here? He's been very effective. Uh, you know, I I wrote him up for our market report on Monday, and uh, you know he's averaging up over five yards a carry now. You know, I think he's eighty six yards per game. You know, he's he's gotten seventeen carries in uh, you know four of his first five games. He's been really effective. Uh, Jeff Wilson is coming off a major knee injury. Uh, but you know, after, you know, I don't, I don't think we're probably not going to see him this week, but, uh, you know, maybe in, maybe in two or three weeks here, they're going to work him back into the, you know, open up that 21 day window for him to, to start working out and to get back into the action. And, uh, you know, the worst case scenario, you know, I'm thinking ahead here. I, I could see Mitchell doing a lot of the dirty work and then we get Jeff Wilson, who was, who's been very effective at the goal line. Uh, kind of stealing some, you know, carries down there, and we'll have J- Hasty kind of in that third down role. Uh, this backfield has the potential to get a little bit messy. So, uh, you know, now, you know, now if you are a little bit desperate, looking for a little bit of running back help, uh, now now's the time to go pick up Jeff Wilson, sixteen uh, percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know, and Eli Mitchell picked up a little bit of a rib injury. He had the shoulder injury earlier this season, so. 
you know, he's been effective getting a lot of carries, but, you know, maybe that body isn't quite ready to handle it all for uh, an entire season here. So Jeff Wilson would be a good, nice little guy to stash here, and uh, we'll see if he's back in the lineup here in the near future. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless of hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 9 and has already awarded over $4 million. And our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS, spelled out one word, when you sign up and will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com. And tune in to the Extra Points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. Tom, maybe something uh, here at the trade deadline makes this all moot. But Jameis Winston is out for the season. And there's one quarterback we should obviously talk about in that regard. And it's Taysom Hill, rostered in 2% of Yahoo leagues, Tom. And as we saw last year, Taysom Hill is a fantasy difference maker. And I mean, this is a quarterback who's a, who's almost certainly available in your league who is a difference maker. And, you know, maybe I, I saw Will Brinson say, hey, Phillip Rivers is right down the road. Maybe they make that call. Um, but even if they trade for Deshaun Watson, God, I'm just throwing something out there. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time to get in, 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 ingratiated here is a, uh, into the offense. Taysom Hill. Now, keep in mind, he's dealing with a concussion, a severe one. He's missed multiple games. I don't know when, what his timeline is. Maybe Trevor Simeon, who played pretty well this week, is the starter. But Taysom Hill is a potential difference maker. And maybe you've been somebody who's been streaming quarterbacks. You know, uh, this is a guy who could go out and make a big impact for you. Yeah, this is this might be the top priority ad for, you know, somebody, you know, that isn't necessarily, you know, looking to fill the other positions and maybe they've been – Kind of struggling at quarterback so far this year. Um, could be the could be a difference maker. Could be a, a guy that puts your the rest of your team up over the top. And we saw it for it was just a brief window. It was a four game stretch there last year. Everybody was kind of surprised. Uh, you know, we we had the Drew Brees injury, and uh, everybody kind of thought you know there was no real you know he Sean Payton wouldn't really lead on who was going to be the quarterback. And then, you know, we find out Sunday morning, you know, there's Taysom Hill out there, going to be the quarterback. And then, you know, he played fairly well during that little stretch. He was the QB7 for fantasy in weeks 11 through 14, was averaging 22 uh, fantasy points per game. So, I mean, you know, that's that's all we're looking for from our starting quarterbacks. Get up over 20 fantasy points per game, uh, especially if you can find a guy like that off the waiver wire here. Uh, yeah, now the big question is, you know, do they do anything else? And What's his health status? Uh, I, I'm kind of in the camp that I think they kind of give Taysom Hill and uh, Simeon kind of the job here. I mean, I don't, you know, Phil Rivers has been away for a while here. Uh, Taysom Hill's a guy that Sean Payton has been infatuated with uh, ever since he came uh, to the to New Orleans here. They gave him a nice big contract, uh, it, it, even uh, if it was silly money that they ended up giving him. But uh, you know, they've kept him around for all these years and this is kind of his spot to, to be the guy and they're going to, 
you know, this has become more of a run-heavy offense anyway. We've been, you know, in our own, you know, if you watch our projection streams or, you know, whatever, we're, we've talked about, like, it's kind of surprising that they just didn't run this offense with Taysom Hill. Like, they, they want to be more run-centric, and they just go out and trade for Mark Ingram last week. And, um, you know, the, the you know there's been no signs that Michael Thomas is anywhere close to returning. We've got no word out of that camp. Uh, you know, so, you know, there's, it's looking more and more likely, like he might not even play this year. So, um, you know, Taysom Hill, this, this could be a very run heavy offense and that's, you know, we're always looking for rushing production from our quarterbacks here. So, um, early word is, you know, Mike Florio uh, on the Sunday night show, NBC Sunday night show said that, uh, you know, that, that it it looks like he's going to pass through concussion protocol this week. Uh, that that must mean that you know he you know he's talked to somebody down in that New Orleans organization there and uh, you know he's he's getting through the first couple of steps here so uh, you know Wednesday will be a big day for him to see if he's uh, out in the field getting in at least some limited practices that would probably put him in uh, you know a, a chance to to start this weekend but either way this is a guy you know if he doesn't get there and isn't on you know isn't able to start this week. He's still a guy to stash away if they're going to stick with their current QB situation. He's going to be a you know a potential you know he has the potential to be a, a league winner type of player at the position if he's uh, able to you know really uh, put up a lot of rushing production here. We had so much to talk about at the running back position here, and obviously with Taysom Hill that we don't even have time to get to wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah, and it's not very great anyway. It's not great anyway, but there's a lot going on. Uh, at the waiver wire article at fantasypoints.com. We have hundreds of names listed here um, in order of preference. You know, John Hansen goes through and orders them in, in his order of preference. Tight end, streaming tight end, streaming quarterbacks, deeper options at running back and, and wide receiver that might help you out. That's all at fantasypoints.com. Use code 21BRALI10. Get 10% off the already discount. It's already half price because we're halfway through the damn season. Well, get another 10% off. And see what you're missing at fantasypoints.com. Um, the, the the waiver wire article. I mean, it's a league winning article. There's no two two ways about it. And we uh are, have options for every single league out there for you. Thanks to Edwin Porras for breaking down the Derrick Henry injury for us. Thanks to Tom Brawley at FB Injury Doc on Twitter at Tom Brawley on Twitter. I'm Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Follow the site on Twitter at Fantasy PTS. Thank you everybody for listening to the Week Nine. Fantasy Points uh, Podcast, Waiver Wire and Injury Podcast, and we'll talk to you on the Projections live stream tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform, and come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.